and welcome to Farm Chatter. We're your hosts, Julia Miller and Donna Kuntz. This podcast follows the efforts of two women and their cats as we reinvent, rediscover, and create our modern homestead. We'll share our tips, tricks, successes, and fails. Keep coming back. It's going to get interesting. Hello and welcome back to Farm Chatter, the official podcast of Five Feline Farm. And the first thing we want to start off with is a huge shout out to everyone who came to the farm last Saturday. We had a great time and I think people enjoyed music. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had Dodie and Dexter and they were fantastic like always and people really seemed to enjoy them and we realized that you know we were kind of we wanted to be able to get on Dodie and Dexter's schedule whenever we could so when we scheduled it we just took the first date that they had available first Saturday and um, we realized that Bagel Fest, which is also a big local event, much, much bigger <laughs> than Fifey Lane Farm, uh, was also going on. They had a parade. There was a lot of things going on there. So we had that kind of competition. But we still had a really good turnout. We did. And it was fun to see people just bring their lawn chairs and sit in the shade, enjoy the music. Um, check out produce. We talked and visited with a lot of people. A lot of new people. Yes. We had um, some people that we had met through uh, a presentation that we did earlier this winter. And that was really cool. And um, so, yeah, always when we have new people, that makes it even more exciting and more fun. And that tells me that some of what we're doing in terms of marketing is reaching a pretty pretty good size audience. Sometimes I don't feel like it does, but I think it really does. I think it does too. We had a lot of people tell us this weekend about seeing us on Facebook, listening to the podcast, and we so appreciate all of that support. Yeah, we had a lot of people ask about the groundhogs wanting an update. <laughs> and we can say that it is much improved. Uh, we're seeing much, much fewer, um, a couple maybe, that we see fairly regularly now as opposed to, who knows? Oh, I dozen, lost count. Yeah. Maybe a dozen or so. I don't know, a lot. Yeah, so... Um, so I think the multi-faceted approach is helping. I agree. And before we started recording, we talked about we haven't given out some cowbell for a while. No, we and haven't. And I think it's time to give some cowbell to Dodie and Dexter. Here's your cowbell. Thank you so much for providing music this past weekend. It was, like I said, just a great time. Yeah, they have a really nice style. They're very eclectic. And um, my parents were able to be here, which was really cool. And they did a special dedicated song for them. Uh, they didn't sing it because it wasn't one in their repertoire. But We kind of sprung that on yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of sprung it on them and just asked if, if they had ever done it. 
And I that I just kind of expected it to be left at that. And the next thing I know, they're on a break. Stacy found Blue Velvet somewhere. I don't know on Spotify somewhere in his um, playlist. And so he played that over the speakers. My parents were sitting on our porch. And I think they really, really enjoyed that. That was their song when they were dating and early in their marriage. And so that was really special for them to do that and dedicate that to my parents. And it meant a lot to them. Absolutely. So I think that just goes to show really how kind and interested in their audience yes Dodie and Dexter they're very kind and really um interact and and care about the people that that enjoy their music right so if you have not heard them you absolutely need to get on their web page I can add a link to that in the show notes and go see them they play a lot around the central Illinois area I think next week maybe or the week after coming up by the end of July, they're going to be at Jackson Avenue Coffee again, and we go to see them there when we can, and um, it's just really nice. It is, so get out and see Dodie and Dexter whenever you can. Um, another thing that happened um, over the weekend, and, and I think we've had this question periodically, we might have talked about it a little bit, but I think we're going to share more of the story today. Um, if you notice over the garden gate, there is a sign that is called Gert's Garden. And our garden bags are also referred to as Gert's Garden to Go. But what is that story? How did it come to be named Gert's Garden? And what's the rest of the background to that? Would you like to answer that question? Um, I suppose I could do that. Uh, back when I was a child, many of you probably had nicknames and my nickname for whatever reason was Gert. And still today, my dad and lots of people in my family and some of our friends call me Gert. I do most of the time, actually. you, You usually call me that and I just answer to it. And, you know, when I was a kid, I thought, I mean, when you're really young, that was really cute, and I thought it was fun. But as I got older, I thought, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. And um, But then when we started this business, it just kind of seemed like, okay, let's bring back Gert. Actually, Gert never left because, <laughs> as I said, people still call me that. And um, call the garden, Gert's Garden. I mean, you know, some nice alliteration there. And then the Gertz Garden bags to go. And that was just, I don't know. That's, it just kind of seemed like a really fun, interesting, um, unique part of Five Feline Farm. And I guess I'll add a little bit more to that, that story too. That also, um, back when I was a child, I didn't really care a whole lot for dolls, a little bit. I had dolls, um, but I did have a baby buggy, and I had one doll that I really liked a lot, so she got a ride in the baby buggy. The other dolls usually stayed in my room, usually I had some stuffed animals, and but the other thing that I would do is push the baby buggy around and pretend like I was selling fruits and vegetables. 
out of this buggy. I know I would according this is according to my parents and they have told me this all my life. So not just since we started um, having the farm and selling vegetables and produce and all that. But uh, apparently I would push the buggy around and um, try to sell my produce from the buggy. So I think maybe that was like some uh, foreshadowing. Who would have known that uh, someday I would really do that? So I don't push a buggy right now. <laughs> maybe we should uh, get you a buggy to push up and down the sidewalk to the Merck. <laughs> Uh, I think people might think I lost my mind if I did that. But that is a true story. I really did. According to my parents, I would yell like strawberries, blueberries, and um, try to sell my produce to whoever was the the imaginary people who were buying it. (laughs) I think that is just the best story. And it's a true story about something that was apparently in your soul way back then and here it is who would have thought yes we have created a farm you have a beautiful garden you really pay attention to how you display your produce you spend a lot of time um, setting it up thinking about how it looks together and I think it is just a sign that that was planted in your soul way back from the very beginning. It's hard to believe, but I mean, our the very first garden that I had that was my garden that I was in charge of was really pathetic. And so I didn't think it was a natural talent at all. And sometimes with, with some of the challenges in the garden, I do question still if it is. But um, I do love growing produce and I do love interacting with people and talking to them about the produce. It's just, I don't know, it's something that brings me joy. So yes, that has been in me from a little tiny girl until now. So I know that sometimes when I've asked you, where is the place that you are happiest? It is always in a garden. Yes. Whether it's in your garden or when we visit botanical gardens or um, other people's gardens, anything like that, that is always the place where you are the happiest. And I think you've said even sometimes pulling weeds. Weeds, uh, yeah, that's part of it. And there's something therapeutic sometime about that. And I go to the garden first thing almost every morning. And, um, you know, I just kind of go and sit and look at the garden sometimes. I don't set much, but sometimes I do that. And it does bring me joy. I can tell that it does. And I just think that is, I think it's just the best story. And one that I'm glad that you have shared with our listeners. Well, it is true. And it's a true story. We didn't even make it up. If people want to know more, there's a few more details I did leave out. But uh, for now, that's what I'm willing to share. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. I think that's, I think it's cool. Um, We want to close out this episode with a brief review of a couple of our new products. We each developed something new that debuted at this past uh, weekend opening. And I did bourbon brown sugar scones. Yeah, just the name alone is... is, I know. 
Yeah, that's I know. enough. Um, of course, there's no resulting alcohol, but it does have that nice bourbon flavor. And we have eaten a lot of scones ourselves over the past few weeks. And, yeah. and, we, pushed and them. we had friends and yes. family that also tried them. Because it really took a lot more than usual for me to get to that uh, flavor that I was looking for. And I finally found the combination of bourbon and amount that worked out so well you had to find the right bourbon yes um, we tried i think i finally got it on the third or fourth um, brand of bourbon and this was a recommendation from someone at a liquor store yes. i think um, and it sounded like you had a really good experience there with that person really understood what you were seeking and the flavor that you needed. And um, this one really seemed to work. It did. And I will go back. I really probably should take them a batch of bourbon brown sugar scones. I'm sure they would appreciate I'm that. I'm sure they would. They did offer a taste test while <laughs> I was there. but And it was a liquor store I'd never been in before. We happened to be in Effingham. And I just ran in there to see if I could grab one. And... Um, yeah, it, it worked out well. And they so. were very helpful. Extremely so, helpful. So that really kind of narrowed down to exactly what the right bourbon and you figured out the right amount. And we got some really good reviews this yes. week. Yes. So I'll be doing those again for sure. Um, and while I was doing that, you uh, were on a mission to develop a new soap. Yes, we have had customers ask about jewelweed poison ivy soap, and I had not heard of it. We have a really good anti-itch that's good for all kinds of itchy skin, dry skin, rashes. Very It's soothing. really good, and I, I love that soap. But I really kind of wanted to try to do this, find the jewelweed. And I have been searching for finding the, the right ingredients to create that product, and um, finally found what we needed. And so I've had the ingredients for a little bit and uh, decided last week I would try to make that up. And we sold several of those. And, we did. Um, uh, we did test that on ourselves. Yes. <laughs> I had a little bit of, um, just a little bit of rash from from ivy, went from picking berries and, you know, the poison ivy rubs against my neck. So... Um, I tried it there and within a couple of days, all of that blistering went away. And so that was just a very small test, but I was real happy with it. Oh, so absolutely. We have jewelweed goat's milk soap and, um, it's really good for any kind of poison should be. It's just soothing and nice. And, um, I'm happy to be able to create something like that. So I really enjoyed that soap. It was uh, a nice soothing. I like that you use the goat milk base. So if you are uh, getting those rashes from poison ivy, poison oak, anything like that, come on out and try this. It's available for order by mail as well. So there you have it. Uh, we had a really good week. We have an event coming up on September 11th. We have Karaoke in the Crib again by Quicksilver. And they're friends of ours, and they do a great job, so we're looking forward to that. And then we also have our fall festival. October 9th. Yeah, so on October 9th. So things are happening at Five Feline Farm, and we are grateful. 
So until next time. See ya. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Farm Chatter, the official podcast of Five Feline Farm. We hope you enjoyed our show. To find out more about our farm products, check out our online store at fivefelinefarm.com slash mercantile. For even more Five Feline Farm goodness, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our blog at fivefelinefarm.com. Until next time.